Welcome to our campaign, set in the galvanizing world of Electroval. Join us for an adventure full of noir intrigue and electrifying spectacle. See the description below for ways that you can stay informed on the latest episode of the series, as well as any other content featured on Dice Carnival. This episode is sponsored by C4 Labs makers of amazing tabletop gaming accessories. For a limited time, you can use the code DICECARNIVAL during checkout and receive 10% off. That is DICECARNIVAL with no spaces or caps. C4 Labs offers free shipping in the US, so it's a great way to treat yourself and directly benefit our show. Check out their new walnut display dice tray with special pockets for each die in your set. You can find it and other products at c4labs.com. The link is in the description. Be sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a good rating if you enjoy the episode. Without further ado, let's begin. In the city of Electrohall, where each bulb shines, there lies a shadow. Between these shadows, pleasure are sought through ill-gotten means coin is past hand, and conspiracies are left to hatch. And no place in Electrofall has quite as many shadows as the Spirit Ward. As not quite dawn breaks, those of you who had sought accommodations provided by Dimitri, wake up in the serviceable inn which only slightly leans over the swamp at a precarious angle. This two-decker house is met with two rooms, and all of you are met with a rapping at the door of a figure. Looking out at the lights outside, that ambient glow of the city reflecting on the clouds above create a, a lasting ambiance, but you can tell that it is still several hours from daybreak. And you hear a voice behind the door, Dimitri's, say, I hope I'm not intruding. Um, Sky, Hugo, Gienden, Soup, it's me, Dimitri. Why are we up this early? You can come in. All right. And he'll, he'll I guess, step into the room with Gienden and Hugo. <laughs> I see that accommodations have been well, um... Sorry, I hope that last night was a restful enough sleep. I've been a little bit at work um, preparing accommodation, so apologies for the uh, dark circles under my eyes. I promise to have them covered by an illusion once we get to work. Five more minutes. I will go check in with Sky and Soup. Uh, get yourselves ready. Looks over at Yenden. Me and you are going to have to have a special talk. Yes. He just kind of stares you up and down as he just kind of gently closes the door behind you. Soup, Sky, you get the same rapping response. My name is Dimitri, and I'm here to say it's time to get out and seize the day. Oh. Go ahead. Seize the day or thing? <laughs> he doesn't oh. actually do that, but... Oh, man, I was going to say Hugo probably it's covered his ears. early. He's not that cringeworthy. Oh, Are you sure? Is what is hard. his inner monologue? 
Is that what he's Don't thinking, know. but not saying? Don't know. Does, does Hugo have the power to read minds? <laughs> is he that type not. of halfling? Soup. Sky. You are met with a knocking at the door and Dimitri, who seems to be getting your attention at a very, very early time of day. Or is it late? You know, these are, these are the moments when I wish that when I looked like a shag rug when I slept that I actually was a shag rug because then I wouldn't need to get up in the morning. You can come in, Dimitri. All right. He kind of comes in covering his eyes a teensy bit, um, seeing that all of you are decently enough uh, presented. I imagine Skye's probably didn't need as much sleep, so she's probably like already like strapping like knives into her boots. Um... He what? comes in and says, Soup. What Dimitri thought was a shag rug in the corner was actually soup. Yeah, he's like trying to like step over a pile of what looks like dirty laundry and he steps back a teensy bit. <laughs> oh, hello, uh, Soup. Uh, indeed. Um, I just spoke to the boys. Uh, they will be uh, getting up soonish. Um, if when you are ready and you are all prepped, I see that you are almost ready, Sky. Um, we should really get on the move. We are still about three hours until sunrise, which means about three hours of business operation at the Cream and Cherry. Sounds good. So do they work only at night, like, just for the aesthetic, or do they have, like, a real reason? Technically, they never close. They just... If you want to be able to catch Caledonia, that's just when she rains on her seat. Ah, I got it. And there are some other affairs that I am interested in perceiving that is difficult to do in the non-nocturnal hours. Alright, I'll be out in five. Fair enough. Uh, took only about five minutes to get to you, so I, uh, the, the others should be ready now. <laughs> and I guess it's Dimitri who walks across the hall again. <laughs> <laughs> it has been five minutes... Um, we, I don't mean to rush you, but, uh, we really should have a, a meeting in either this room or, uh, Skies and Soups. We need to, I need to brief you on the mission. Hugo can offer his room. Right, so you just open it. Uh, he just kind of calls across the hall. Uh, we are having a briefing in the boys' room. Someone just, like, opens up the door, like... Or probably you hear like the sound of like a broom being slammed against the floor from below. And it's just like, just, just shut up. Don't you know it's like four in the morning? Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> we debrief in five. Do we want to assume that all of you meet the bee tree in the room at some point in the next five to ten minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All of you have kind of gathered in there. Dimitri has kind of taken out his sort of Aether tech that uh, he, he's like acquired and starts sitting up the equipment. Uh, yes, yes, please take a take a, a seat, I guess. He gestures to the, tw the two twin beds on either side of this cramped room. So, I will begin by aliases. Soup, you mentioned that you intend to uh, take advantage of uh, your shape-changing ability. Um, 
I've managed to match a identity towards uh, Sky. Sky, you will be going in there as Zephra Shadow Moon. You are an assassin who was part of a program by the Citadel Senate that has long since been abandoned. There may be some who will believe that uh, you hunted down and assassinated individually all scientists directly associated with the program itself. I recommend that you just stay silent, for that is the reputation she has. I can assure you that she is nowhere in the city right now, and I doubt that you will get too many prying questions on towards that. Fortunately, it would appear that she has a pet tarantula that, and he kind of pulls from his pocket, his lapel pocket, a tiny little, like, spiked collar on a silver chain. I managed to accrue this and get it polished. I will ask Soup to be riding on your shoulder. Your name will be Dave. I promise you, I'm not making this up. Okay. He just hands you the, the tiny little spiked collar that barely fits around your finger, Soup. Alright, j- just know I, I only got it for, for like an hour, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do whatever shifting I need to do right before we head in. And I'll find a private place to do so. Fair enough. Um, if... We, there may be a need to, to rush quickly. If you ever need to relax, if you could get eyes off of you, uh, you could always rest for a period of time. I know that they have many accommodations. I would just be wary not to uh, keep your eyes off your purse and to be aware of prying ears. Hugo. Yes. We will basically be sending you in as yourself. All right. I hope that is okay. Yeah. Gyndon. And you assure me your name is Gyndon, correct? Yes, but who am I now? And not... You would be going in as an individual named Flint the Skullcrusher. Not much is known about him other than that he is a brute who traveled from the nearby wastelands. Is a rather nasty fellow and you are literally walking around in his skin. Uh, yes, I, I. Will he need those ears? He. You guys remember? He had the ears. Um. um I was about. I, I was about to ask about the ears. Did you recover any ears on your person? I recovered uh, a couple. One was an elfish. Unfortunate victims, but I suppose that they had crossed him in some manner. Do you still have the ears on you? No. In that case, um, he just kind of reaches into a jar in his backpack. Oh, no. You may want to stuff a couple of these. I assure you, these are not my doing. I stopped by the College of the Macabre before coming down here. All right. And was able to source more than a few. But he has a reputation of showing off his uh, trophies, and he just kind of passes you this mason jar with, like, 20 severed ears stuffed inside of it. Mm-hmm. It may be a bit macabre. Feel free to keep it in a jar. I think I'll stick with the pocket. What is more is that you may also want to be wary whose face, your face, uh, when you show it around town. 
There are a number of warrants out for your arrest and or essentially a bounty putting you out for dead or alive. And for many, trying to go down against someone to get with your stature, it may simply be easier for them to get the alive part out of the way. So we haven't right. solved the Gendon's now innocent issue. No. Uh, if anything, lot. if anything, he is uh, got more of a criminal reputation than he has ever had before. Mm. Uh, how you manage that, I, I do not understand. I d suspect that your resurrection was not intentional. Nonetheless, no. I am not a master at these things. I am simply sharing this information because I don't want it to threaten our operation. Thank you. The cream and cherry itself, if I can uh, describe it a, a little bit, it is a lot more than a private brothel. It is a bar, it is a casino, it is a, a den and socialing point for many of the dastardly people, not just of Electroval, but of, of the world. There are influential members from all over the city that are involved there, and while they may not be as conglomerated as they were at Hugo's show, many of the same faces may reappear. Perhaps new ones, different ones, more certainly dangerous ones will be there as well. There are many traps, there are many options. Access to the escort service typically is free beyond the premium escorts. So you may find yourself uh, being seduced, I believe is the word, by a number of Caledonia's, uh, I suppose she calls them boys and girls. You will need to be vigilant. You need to keep an eye on your belongings, and if for any reason there is some business I need to attend to as well, and I will rush to your aid if that is what is needed. But nonetheless, this is a dangerous place, and some folk go in there for the revelries and have their lives taken by such revelries that they were searching for. Mind you, plenty of folk, many people of Electroval, travel there and out while just having a night of carnal fun. But the dangers are real. Before we move forward, I need to let you know that. Any questions? Not for me. Yes. I mean, <clears throat> do you know if those escorts, like, wanna, wanna be there? Or are they being paid at least? Sorry, that's, that whole details touch and nerve sorry the uh, business of sex as it is is one that is very prominent in the spirit world cranberry caledonia and the twisted twisted dagger operate any number of brothels there's literally a brothel across the street whose business interests she has her pockets in i'm sure sky can communicate this as well some operate fairly some not so much. The unfortunate thing to, to kind of consider is that those that Caledonia, you might say, covets the most, she keeps closest to her as her own personal, I suppose, not playthings, but trophies, treasures, beings to be admired upon. I'm certain that they live a life of luxury, but at the same time, it is 
also having me puzzle a little bit about what sort of favors she may want us to help her with. Help you help her with. I am simply going in there as a, an, an aide and a guide. Just, just wanted to know it. It's, it's. I'm not. I don't, I'm just gonna be listening. It's not gonna really impact anything I'm doing in any way. Just, 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 just wanted to know. I wish that I could give you a more lighthearted answer, but it is a very complicated organization, and this is a very complicated place. You may even see the use of narcotics, murders, even perhaps for the sake of sport, taking place within the cream and cherry. <sighs> I'll brace myself then. Which, if you don't have the stomach for, I will no, I will not certainly not hold any ill will or contempt or judgment against you. Nah, just good to know so you can prepare yourself. Understood. I may be one of those that decides to murder. <laughs> Unwanted attention could cause a problem. You have agency to conduct yourself as it is. After all, it is your operation. You are simply bringing me on board and granting me uh, access to be able to um, conduct my own investigations, but uh, if, if if you you feel like violence is a necessary measure, then that is your that is your call to make. I can assure you that I will not be instigating any any violence or any threats myself, but uh, that is simply how I operate. All right, should we get going? It would appear that we have spent long enough here. Yes, let's. Um, anything else you acquire? Uh, I, I've provided you with the suits, the outfits. They should accommodate your status. Um, all of you, um, I believe, a soup you are handing me your uh, entrance beads, your pass. Yes, I am. And I hand him mine. I cleaned them already. They no longer they have mouth on them. I appreciate that. Uh, I will. I will put them on shortly before we enter. I'll tuck it into his lapel pocket, the same, uh, or the backpack pocket, the same one that he pulled the ears out of. Um. Now it is. And with that, with that, now that all of you have been passed your spy names, been briefed on what you may potentially be walking into, is there anything you would like to do? Oh. That is one more thing that he did prepare for. He said, spectating, just to knock this out of the way before we go in, spectating on your previous encounter at the deep dive, I figured it may be a worthy investment to acquire a couple of these. And he pulls out uh, a pair of uh, glass, kind of pinkish glowing vials, and hands them out for anyone who would like to take them. They are two potions of healing. <laughs> oh yeah. <clears throat> oh, that would be wonderful. Hugo will happily take this. Consider this a thank you for allowing me to join you. And I will provide any additional aid if needed. Um What do these do exactly? Sky. Um, I was saying I, I would take another one, but um in case we have to split up into pairs. Perhaps. I I can as a um, spider I could heap one. They they are uh, uh, you may have encountered them I don't know in your background but they have been pretty common since even before the eclipsing. They are potions of healing a sort of bottled vitality of healing energy. It will bind uh, 
Most temporary wounds, mind you, not a good substitute for actual medicine. But they can get you on your feet in a fight, if need be. Incredible. Sorry. Um, carry on. Hugo will, like, tuck these away in whatever clothes, like, he will take a second to just, like, hug them to his chest before tucking them away in his clothes. So are you taking both of them, or are you taking one of them? Because Sky mentioned breaking them up. Oh, wait. It was two healing potions for the whole party. Ah, yep. I see now. Oh. Never mind. Then uh, Hugo could take one. Yeah, Hugo is going to take one. Um, and I think Yenden was holding another. I was holding other. Uh, did you want this guy? I'm sorry, what? Uh, did you want this one? Or should yeah, I well, have it? I was thinking of taking the other one because I'll be with Sue, definitely, because uh, Sue is now my pet tarantula. So if we were to split up. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do any healing as a spider. Just, just some hanging around. Will the potion heal a spider? Just wondering. If you could figure that out at the moment, uh, sure. Yeah, I'll case, allow it. In case. Yeah, if the spider, the little, spider has like what? Has one hit point, two hit points. Crushed or something. <laughs> spider has like one or two hit points, right? Yeah. If I get hit, I turn immediately back into a soup. It's squashed into soup. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. In that case, anything else? Uh, Sky, could I get a knife real quick? I'm gonna go cut off my own ear. Or the, the ear of my previous dead body. Ah, yes. <laughs> that'll do it. Otherwise, yeah, the thing, Dimitri, who's halfway out the door, gives you gives you a long look. <laughs> that is another question. What are you doing with Gienden's body, other than cutting the ear off? Uh, honestly, I think we should just leave it, and Jack will come across it eventually. You're, you're just gonna leave it in the hotel room that you booked a night in? Yeah. Okay. What a surprise when he sees your face in this form. Uh. <laughs> you know, I heard I heard Goliath were appreciators of the arts, but you trying to cut off your own ear. Not really what I I will assume level. <laughs> I will for the sake of all of you and for the audience and even Gendon, I'll just say that no one is looking when that deed is done. Um except maybe Gendon, just roll me a quick perception check for something real quick. Okay. As you hover over your slightly body. That's a 16. His body looks back at him. You kind of notice and you never really noticed this before cuz you've obviously never seen the back of your body, but as you kind of peel back and kind of hold your nose to the smell on the back on the back shoulder blade is a sort of um symbol like it's just kind of interesting that stands out kind of like a tattoo almost but it looks kind of bruised into the skin a little bit of a sort of kind of septogram like seven points with a sort of visage of a skull in the middle of the septagon like it was like a brand or something. It's just kind of curious. Mm. But if you don't have any questions, you can... Ching! We eat you now have about 21 ears. 
Oh, that's a lot more ears than I previously had. Wait, I love mm -hmm. that band. <laughs> so. Ah. Talk about appreciating so. the arts. 21 fallout ears. With that, we are going to continue on. I imagine all of you are heading to 10th Street Alley and the cream and cherry that lies at the end of it. Like the light at the end of the tunnel, only bad. Well, as you begin navigating deeper into the spirit ward than any of you, except maybe on one or two occasions, Sky, though possibly not. This is kind of a far-reaching point of Electrovault. You make your way further from the crossing over the ruins of old bastions and fortifications, centuries sunken into the mud. The buildings here, some of them have fallen and collapsed, some have half-fallen and found themselves reconstructed at haphazard, wobbling angles. Light stream between buildings, not built into the fixtures, but almost like lanterns dangling above. Occasionally, you see a loose, like, live wire kind of fritzing that has fallen into the water a bit, indicating that this place is not the most maintained. Keeping to the boardwalks is advisable when it comes to the swamp and the creatures that live in it and the electric waters that sometimes come up. But it is even more advisable when you start coming deeper into 10th Street. The alleys grow twisted and you can see figures leering from within. You find that you are not the only ones having carted a body through this part of the district. For you can see large wrapped canvas sacks dripping red and stained being passed from one building to another with lazy, suspicious eyes glancing at you from beneath masks and hoods. Music is played on poorly tuned instruments that have felt the, 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 the damage of time and humid weather. And as the environment grows dimmer and the shadows longer, you do crest around one narrow street as the ground begins to be replaced with cobbles as you rise to a slightly higher point still built onto settlement. These sort of loose cobbles, some of them look like they have been literally stolen, perhaps used as uh, bludgeoning objects by those who've seen the opportunity. But ahead of you, where the mischievous activity seems to almost filter out, if only to give room towards the carousing, that is a five-story building built in front of you. Illuminated with bright neon lights that read the cream and cherry. You see on the fourth and fifth levels of it, sort of lantern-like illuminations where you can see figures embracing each other and, and falling down onto nearby mattresses, giving indication of some of the activities happening within. At the same time, you hear the sounds of uh, gnomish contraptions, uh, casino machines ringing with the sound of jackpots shouting. You hear maybe the sound of uh, crunching and cracking, the scent of, of, of 
you know, narcotics drifting through the air as vaporous and smoking fumes. And all of you find yourself approaching the steps, which are miraculously free of, of trench coat mer merchants and buskers. As all of them seem to be standing outside the radius of the light that is cast upon this alley that is met at the fork of two roads. Before we get any closer, I'm going to duck off into a place where no one can see me and become Dave. I'd like to I'd like to take I'd like to get into character. You find one alley that is momentarily unoccupied, pulling sky aside, you climb onto a little spider and Sky, you see a little tiny spiked collar on your shoulder. I've become electrical, become Dave. Does Dave put the collar on? Dave puts the collar on. Roll a dexterity check as the spider. Spiders are dexterous, right? Not at the table. It's so. Yeah, spiders, spiders are like dexterous, but they're not like the most dexterous, but they're more dexterous than a suit. That's a nine. <laughs> Looks like the spider is struggling to get the collar on as it's just kind of taking its four front legs and trying to, like, click it into place. Dave was having issues getting the costume. I stare in desperation into Sky's eyes. Um, it, like, looks at you in the I middle of, like... Place the collar on Dave. <laughs> easily enough with a pinch of your finger is it click wraps around Dave's neck, and Dave, you are soup. You are now disguised as Dave, the infamous assassin's pet tarantula. <laughs> as you now have a little chromatic spiked collar around your tiny little spider head. I sit down, and, I'm, and I act dignified and badass. Yep. All right. Hugo would like to do a little, like, little wave of the finger. And be like, hello. Hello. <laughs> you see Dimitri uh, puts on the beads, and as you all have done that thing, you see that their visage has now changed. They are still a dark-skinned uh, half-elf, but you see that the figure now um, has uh, a couple of tattoos on their neck that are quite visible. You see that their hair is kind of up in a man bun, and is a lot more... Uh, a lot looser than his otherwise sort of short, curly, dry hair, um, turning into another sort of uh, disguise or personality of his, using the same sort of illusion you've seen him use before. He speaks to you and says, uh, Are all of you ready? Yes. Yes. Who wants to take the lead? Hugo will walk to the to the middle, middle of the line. I guess I'll take the lead. All right. It's probably good. You probably look the most intimidating. Mm-hmm. Hey, even nice way through the crowd. Soup suddenly remembers that they forgot to fix Gendon's neck. No. <laughs> Says nothing because they are a spider. <laughs> <laughs> D didn't so. we have, were we just gonna like put a scarf around? I mean, like, the neck is just kind of wrinkled and matted. It's literally, it's not like tendons and stuff, like, be visible. 
But yeah, it does. It looks like this person has had like a nasty neck injury that's just scarred. Like if anything, it makes him look more intimidating. Exactly. You should have seen the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> like it literally looks like someone tried to slit his throat and failed to do so. Soup makes a note to sell to give Gendon their scarf later. Okay. You start checking your spider pockets. Uh, yeah, spiders don't have pockets. Wait, since you're a spider now, what happened to all of your like? Are, like, are you wearing my cloak? It's absorbed into my being. Okay, so the spider has no clothing on. It's not except even except for the collar. Except for the collar. Yeah, okay. but not even like a little little like spider sounds, hat. Or something. Sounds about appropriate. <laughs> like, no, a little, like a little like like soup's little leaf hat. He naked. Only, the spider has a little leaf hat on it. Only wearing a collar sounds a little bit appropriate for this club. <laughs> See, so, I fit right in. <laughs> um, as you step within the interior, um, I think we're just going to call a, a maybe a quick five-minute break. Walking right back into it. Four companions and a spider make their way to the steps of the cream and cherry. And who would like to go first? You see a single pair of double doors flanked with two heavy bouncers dressed in sort of haphazard attire and broken sunglasses despite the fact that it's night. Hugo will flip. Do I have a hood? You can say that you ha had one, sure. Cool. I'm gonna flip my hood up. We'll keep, we'll keep the big reveal for later. Halt! Who goes there? Wasn't Gendon going first? Yes. Oh, Gendon goes first. Yeah. Yeah. He's supposed to be. We don't let nobody's in here. Don't you see these beads? Hmm. Still didn't answer her question. Who are you supposed to be? I'm Flint, the Skull Crusher. You should know better Roll than to ask me such things. Roll intimidation check. Your choice, intimidation or deception. Ah, um, they're the same. Seven on ball. Mm. Never heard of you. Still getting used to that Goliath body, I see. You Don't will. cause any trouble. But you got the bead. Hmm. Just better not be hearing from you. Otherwise, we'll bring up the big dogs. Next! I will stride in. <laughs> right. So, yeah. That, that was less of uh, they're not going to let you in because you have the beads. It's more of just the fact that these guys are being assholes. <laughs> and how much respect do they show your Goliath form? Hugo, or are you next? Yeah, I'm next. Did they ask me the same question? They look down at you and say, the other one looks down at you, who's like kind of a very tall, uh, half-orcish figure, looks down and says, Oh, you're a little one, aren't you? What's going on? What's up with you? I, I feel like I know you some somewhere. Can they see my face? No, they're like looking at you and he's like sniffing a bit because you're wearing slightly nicer clothes than yeah um i'm gonna flash i'm gonna flash the beads at him and i'll say don't let my size throw you off you don't need to know who i am you don't want to know who i am 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just... I could have sworn maybe you played at my my niece's uh, birthday party. I don't know. Take care of yourself. Nice. Hugo doesn't do birthdays. What is this? You, you obviously did not, but like... <laughs> Alright. I'll pass through then. Um, Sky, is Sky in the back or is yeah. uh, Dimitri going? Okay, so Dimitri goes in and says... Harvey Hayworth. I am uh, here to uh, discuss business negotiations. I have very fine Aethertech wares to uh, negotiate with. I would not want to be burdened. I am invited by Lady Caledonia herself. That is a 24 from Dimitri on his deception. I didn't roll with advantage. Doesn't matter, that was lower. Go ahead. Very kind, my friend. Take care. And Dimitri goes inside. Or Harvey Hayworth. Guy. Is he asking anything? You can roll deception or intimidation, your choice. Uh, he looks at you as, like, they're approaching. Both of them look at you. 17. So you just kind of, like, walk up to him, say nothing... They take a step back and just kind of eye you as you walk through through their broken sunglasses. And you are unharried. As all of you step one by one into, or in Soup's case, in tandem with Sky, into the Cream and Cherry, you find that the main floor is a buzz of excitement. You hear the sounds of ringing bells louder than you did before, the scent of fumes drifting even stronger. In the center of the space, you see a large caged dome, almost, that seems to almost kind of be rising, not quite half a story above, but seems to be looking down into a deeper level. Directly to your right, you can see a sign that says uh, the misty step down below. You can see that there is a bar kind of above the sort of staircase that descends into nothingness. And you look up and you see it going about uh, onto a second balcony, much more of the same sort of uh, bedding tables, um, playing cards, uh, drinks. You see that there are very, very provocatively, very seductively dressed, uh, both masculine and feminine forms that walk throughout this room. Some of them bring drinks over or brought drinks. Some of, you can see like this uh, one halfling fellow with like a big floppy hat who's holding the hand of uh, both a male and female halfling escort are running rapidly up a sort of spiraling flight of stairs that ascends above the second floor. You see that there is, you could imagine, you don't see a lot of security here. Now, whether that is because all the security is posted at the gate if they don't have security, if security doesn't exactly wear the same sort of uh, styling as the two that you passed coming in. But you see that folks in here are mostly left to their own devices. You see maybe two of them at the bar, like, punching each other until one goes down. And you see one of them just kind of kick him off the, uh, off the sort of slightly raised ledge as everyone starts looting that person's pockets. Ah, uh, yes, a fine establishment. But at the same time, there is, like, a sort of uncanny air of 
luxury to it. Like, even though the walls aren't properly painted and the lights, some of them need to be replaced, and there is this sort of element of blood spatter on almost every surface in here, there is still a sort of element of luxury and eloquence, and you see a very finely dressed male individual with sort of golden satin pants and an open chest with a sort of uh, large pendant that hangs between the pecs approaches you and says, Good day, I am Andre. I take it that your party is new to the cream and cherry. I see that you are special guests of Miss Caledonia. You could say that. Yes. Well, you if you need her? be... Oh, if you need be, I could take you right there, but it would be impolite to deny you the opportunity at hospitality, especially at our gaming tables. And you see he pulls out this sort of wooden kind of ethereum, aether-laced... You see he pulls out this aether-laced uh, chip, and he hands one to the four of you. Consider it a, a gift from the lady herself. A free play at any of the games, except, well, unless someone wants to run the Thieves' Gambit. What's the Thieves' Gambit? Oh, well, it is a mighty trial for those who think that they have what it takes to stand eye to eye with the other face of the Twisted Dagger. Consider it a challenge of sorts, where you test your metal against traps, monsters, puzzles, and a shifting maze, only to escape with the prize. Additional bets are placed, typically, on how long a participant is expected to survive, or if they'll have a chance to flee before succeeding. Though, there is a rather lucrative pot for whoever makes their way out with the treasure. And this fits in this building, how? He gestures towards, like, the, uh, the large sort of... And this is a pretty big building, by the way. It's not like a tiny house. This is like a hotel, basically. And kind of in a center, a hundred foot, hundred foot diameter sort of dome, like barbed dome you saw in the center. Seems to be where Andre is gesturing. Hmm. Of course, with that, you will have to see another associate. I am... More of a, uh, well, if you'll be seeking my services, I can also say that I am in quite trained in many arts of love, but also in the art of masseuse. You could find me around here or upstairs. Is there any... Is, hmm. Indeed. Take care and enjoy your stay. The hour grows late, but there is plenty of fun to be had. And Andre will make his way off. What would you like to do? Can a spider play poker? <laughs> Who are you asking? The DM. Is it physically possible for a spider to play poker? It'd be hard to move the cards, maybe if they're really tiny. Well, I think I should let you go, and I should play poker, and you should look at everyone else's cards and signal what they are to me. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah, I'll be on the ceiling. You know, one leg up. This guy has this guy has a bad hand. Two legs up. This guy has a good hand. I'm just imagining like a silk spider just like descending from the ceiling <laughs> behind the shoulder, Mission Impossible <laughs> holding up a little played. mirror. <laughs> the Mission Impossible it's music is one, playing. One leg for better than my hand, or no, one leg for worse than my hand. Two legs for better than my hand. <laughs> so, what would you like to do though? Because hmm. we've got an episode, we've got a session to play. Hmm. You do. I'm gonna mm. saunter over to the bar. Sure. Um, now you did see that there is kind of like a bar on like the right hand side. You see, there's also a pair of some steps that descend into something called the Misty Step. Yeah, what is that, by the way? Is that the bar, or am I just? It's just it's just kind of like this flight of staircase, and it's just like a sign hanging from that sort of steep staircase that descends down directly to the right of the door that you entered from. Ooh, okay. I messed that up in my head. Darn, I should have asked Andre that. Hmm. <clears throat> I'm gonna take a peek downstairs. I'm gonna see what that right. is. I'm gonna Dimitri... the bar. Or, wait, yeah, I'll ask Dimitri if he knows. Uh, Dimitri was about to say, I, 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 I'm afraid I cannot, but there is some buddy that I'm hoping to connect with here. Um... Best of luck. Um, be careful. Try not to travel alone. I can afford to. I've been careful most of my life. Take Thank care. And of course. And he like looks at Sky for like a moment, and even through like the illusion, so you can just kind of feel that contact, like what I described to you before. Soup knows, but right now is not the time to talk. For I am a spider, and spiders do not speak in words. All right. So, Only in... with one of your many eyes, you see him walk off. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, does anyone want to trail, trail Dimitri? Do you want to make your way to the bar again, then? Hugo, you want to poke your head downstairs? Yeah. Are you doing this alone? Um, I'm just going to go get a drink. I can come after I get that. Yeah. You know what? I'm I really. To the bar. I really don't want to miss my chance after they do their thing. I would like to trail Dimitri. All right. Go ahead and roll me a stealth check as a spider. I'll give you advantage because you are a... Sp actually... <laughs> You're a tiny creature. It's a decorative chain. Go ahead. <laughs> what do you mean? You had a collar around your neck, but I was like, eh. Were you going to call that chain mail? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say like, what if you were tethered and like you tried to jump and like you just pew, hung yourself, <laughs> or more just like tried to leap, got stuck halfway through and got stuck to sky, like a pendulum. Let me go! Let me go! That was a dirty twenty. Um, yeah, easily okay. enough. I'll say with that roll, you managed to pop the necklace off, and um, you're gonna begin. I imagine leaping between patrons and uh, escorts carrying platters of drink. Um, you probably like land on one and for a second you think you see another spider, but you see it's been entirely deep fried. So you leap to another little tray and are stuck underneath. You're not a very big spider. Can't wait to get to the kitchen and then realize they're cooking everything wrong. 
<sighs> the beginnings of Ratatouille. <laughs> I will say for a moment, Sky, because that beat your passive perception too. It does take you probably a minute to realize that Soup is gone. But in the meantime, Soup, you are being a spider and being sneaky. And when Dimitri goes up a staircase, you like climb up the banister and avoiding everyone else's attention with that 20 stealth roll. Is there music playing in here? There is a music. There is music being played in every corner. Some of it is a bit discordant. Some of it stands a little bit louder than others. What kind is it? A lot of it. A lot of it is the music you grew up on, though maybe not as finely crafted. Mm. A lot of the songs you recognize from your youth. Probably some of them are covers of yourself, even. <laughs> I could go, I could like keep my hood up and start playing the song and be like, wow, that's a really good cover of that Brassleaf song. It's like the real thing. Hugo and Gienden, as you make your way to the VAR, you see a very like hulking uh, female. She looks like a half orc, but not white. She's got like a, a much wider frame than you would imagine. She leans over and says, What's your poison? Is there fireball whiskeys in this world? That would be nicely on brand with Hugo's theme. We haven't got fireball whiskey, but we have fireball bourbon. Oh, yeah. We also got a bunch of these things in the trash. Uh, some licensing deal with Hugo Brassley. <laughs> Ouch. Um, Hugo will hide his pain. I would not recommend the bourbon, by the way. I wouldn't really recommend these things either, but... I don't think the seal's been broken. Come here. Well, Wait. pretty lady. And I'm gonna slap down my one gold piece. Um, give me the strongest strength that can be paid with this. Hmm. Okay, we're gonna well, be doing all this with a drunk team member. The bar is open. But maybe... Maybe you can, uh, I'll let you see my pad downstairs later. And she'll, like, slide you a little note. But oh, she will go ahead and fix you a strong drink. Oh, no. Okay. I don't, I no longer want to find out what the misty step is. <laughs> They're all doing that. She, like, gestured towards, like, her the door behind the bar, but. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is anyone actually using the chip? I'm not going to. No, that's yours. Yeah. Okay. Do one of those little like coin flip tosses to you. Ching. Then I'll just go use the chip in whichever way is most likely to win me something. You'd know more than I would. Do any of us spend time in casinos and would know this? I don't know. Well, if Sky wants to go break off and start investigating the game, Sky currently has two chips on them. Wait, Three. I have to. Oh, Does give one you? To the entire party. Nope, they gave one to each of the four oh, of you, shit. including Dimitri, but Dimitri's walked off. Uh, each of you have a free play token. No, I, I'm, I'll give that to Sky. Right, you have three. Okay. You have three free buy ins. Alright, oh. how about I use one on something? I, if you want to go ahead and go to the uh, casino space, I will get to you in a moment. Okay. But you two do get a strong drink. And what would you like to do now? 
um, I'll I'll say it again, Genjin. Hey, if, if you'd like me to leave you alone, uh, leave you two alone, I mean, just let uh, me just say the word. Uh, I'll do this later. That's yeah. We'll, we'll do the messy <laughs> step first. <laughs> All right, then let's peek around the corner and see what's going on. All right. You make your way towards that sort of staircase where you see the misty step. You see like there's like one kind of figure like shambling out of it, kind of grabbing onto the railing um, as they as you are like halfway down, but they just kind of walk past you like they don't even see you. And you descend into like the low, like dimly lit, not even electric light, but like lantern light down here. Hmm. Alright, you lead the way. <clears throat> you find yourself in a hallway lit by only two lanterns at the ceiling um, that's about maybe like 30 feet long, and at the end of it, you can see that there is just a, a wooden door at the end of it that is only slightly ajar. And you can see that there is like a faint bit of like silver mist drifting out of the door frame. I will walk up. See. You walk up. I want to look peek through the little slightly ajarness of the door. Roll me a perception check with disadvantage Ooh. for this area is lightly obscured. Darn. Eight. You hear inside and you think you can see a couple of figures kind of strewn about this space. Maybe some chairs and tables in here. But it's hard to make it through. This entire face is filled with this strange scented mist that drift throughout. Ah. You step within. I, th I think I know... Yeah, I don't need to go here. <laughs> Are you sure about Hello, this? Hello, friend. You hear a voice behind you speak. I'll turn around. Both of you unaware find yourself standing in front of a yellow grung. They look at you, dressed in a fine silk robe. It says, <laughs> My name is Yellow Spot. I am here to bring you your desire. Is this your first time at the Misty Step? I'm just gonna uh, slowly nod. <laughs> have you ever partaken in the recreational hobby of Mist? It's very advanced. Synthetic, created from ether. Let you live any of your fantasies. I can see that you are curious, but you relive moments of greatness, of passion. Only a door away. Ouch. I'm gonna whisper to Hugo, uh, what are we gonna do? Hugo is torn. Cause you're not to be, to be stressed. This is a place where stress is unburdened. Where memories are had again. Where magic is felt as though it runs through you. Hmm. It's um, complimentary service. Service complimentary of Miss Caledonia. For any who wish to partake. Remember what they lost. Remember what they may still be able to have. Oh. Based off of grung practice of recalling memories as well. I'm gonna whisper it again and what do I do? 
That actually sounds kind of appealing. Um, I don't remember all that much of stuff. I might be able to get that back with this. No. What if you get memories of uh, Flint, though? Yeah, that's that would be something. It's a risk I have to take. No, you do not have to take this. And you know what? I don't know what? about this place. I need you to see know... that there's just... Keep talking, sorry. I, I need to know what happened to me. What what I'm going through. Okay. I'll stay with you. Okay. But I'm not taking any. I'm okay with that. You turn to look at the grung who runs this opium den uh, and you see that there is just a sort of cloud of mist where they were that is already dissipating and you hear the voice echo in the hallway the truth don't need a door away oh boy alright I'm going to step inside oh boy he rolled a nat 20 on what he did <laughs> <laughs> All right, I was just for the cinematic flair, I wouldn't... Just for the cinematic flair. I would have been funny if he didn't roll good, but... <laughs> you just see him slowly, like, walk, walking backwards. You don't see anything. <laughs> Pay no attention to the little frog behind the curtain. Um, Sky. You make yes. your way upstairs. You see that you are surrounded by many, many different games that you could partake. There are plenty of slot machines and other miscellaneous uh, card games you could find. Some of them look very complicated. Those you might be able to understand, though, are a game called 21 Mules, played with dice. It appears that they have a track for racing iguanas, and they seem to bet on the iguanas. Uh, there is a game called Dragon's Trove, which is played with uh, special cards that resemble dragons. They seem to have like tables of, of buy-in poker. You also see that there are uh, slot machines as well um, that seem to occasionally have sparks fly off of them. So obviously I'm going to go bet on the iguanas. All right. You see a lizard folk standing there saying, come right up, come right up. It's like a large sort of crocodile looking figure. Kind of reminiscent of King Croc, I guess, with kind of how festively they're they're dressed. And they say, well, hello right there. Come over, come over right here. Uh, see uh, the greatest competitions on the side of Electoral. We procure the most athletic lizards to partake in the Olympics of Electroval. Hello, hello, hello. Come right here. We still have opening for bets, opening for bets, but they will close soon. And you have to wait until the top of the next half hour. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't understand, so I can't bet on any of the iguanas right now? Oh, you absolutely can! We got Rixie, we got Stixie, we got Mixie, and we have Green Boy right here. Uh, okay. Put on your bets if you want to be able to see. Currently, a Green Boy, if you're looking to maybe be a bit of an up up, up, up good thing. He's been having a little bit of a limp as of late, but that means that odds are 3 to 1, meaning tripling your earnings should you succeed. Can I... Can I tell like from looking at any of the iguanas do any of them look stronger faster roll me a nature check i guess this would be okay as you um, scratch your chin and inspect the athleticism I was of these iguanas that's actually an 18. 
I mean, yeah, you could tell that the one that he mentioned does seem to have a little bit of a limp as it's kind of like inside of its cage and it's just kind of like chewing on like a grasshopper in its jaw. Doesn't look happy to be here, but you see like there's like another one which looks like it's almost doing push-ups in its cage. That's Stixie. Okay. So Stixie looks like a good bet then. Oh, you want to be betting on Stixie? Stixie is an old crowd favorite. Bring you in here if you want to bring out bets. I see that you've got a, a buy-in tokens. We get we cash it in for about a five gold value. If you go ahead and win on Stixie, that will be ten gold back in your pocket. All right, I'll bet one coin or one. Yeah, you can token. only buy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, I've got four lizards. I've got four D4s. Each lizard has a different modifier. I will say yours is red. Welcome, welcome, ladies, gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the finest Olympiad track race relay that we have here in Electrofall. Uh, and we are beginning the gates and they are off. Bringing it off, we have Stixie who is traveling at the lead of it. But oh no, what is this? It upstart king, we have, oh no, we have, we have lizard number four. That's how I'm gonna call him from now on. Moving ahead into it, oh. Bringing up ahead, Stixie seems to be having trouble leaving the other two in the dust. However, Stixie continues to make their lead as as lizard number four, they continue to drift behind. Oh no, it would appear that that injury from last night's Pelagans attack is beginning to catch up with them. And what is this? Bringing it over the finish line. Oh, they're almost there. There's only one more opportunity for lizard number four to overtake lizard number two. And lizard number four crosses the finish line with one final burst of speed. Congratulations, madam. And uh, he palms you a uh, 10 gold coin. Would you like to play again? We are open again in half an hour. Guy, the expert lizard inspector. I'll try something else. Well, because I have three tokens, or I had three, right? So I have two left. You have two left, but you got ten gold, so make sure to add that ten gold to your. It's true. Back, but you know, just use an hour after I run out of spider time, I can be an iguana. We'll get back to you in a moment. <laughs> okay. As you are making your way over, uh, you see that there's like slot machines, there are, uh, you know, there's, there's plenty of card games that are available. Okay, what about the dice game? You wanna go ahead and play 21 Mules? Sure. Going All right. for the uh, animal theme. This one, this, this, this dealer is a little bit more chill. Essentially what it comes in is that you need a buy-in, they count it here for five gold pieces. Um, what you need to do, and it's kind of like blackjack with dice. Uh, I'm going to have two other people playing against you who have a similar pot. They are going to basically roll d6s. You are going to roll d6s as well. The idea here is that you're trying to get as high as you can without breaking it. The person with the most dice, that wins a tiebreaker. Otherwise, the pot gets split. That is really cool. Mm. Would you mind rolling me 3d6, guy? Four, three, six. Four, three, six, or thirteen. Um, so how it kind of is working is that you've got your hand covering your dice, and the two of them got that kind of like, so that way the dealer can see, or like the uh, the judge can see, but they are able to kind of like screen their dice from everyone else. Uh, that guy's doing that. 
you see he rolls a couple of dice and he gives a nod. The next dude doing that. Sorry, I, audience, I am rolling some dice behind the screen here. Add one more. After one roll, the third player basically looks down and nods and takes their hand up. Uh, they had rolled a 6, a 6, a 5, and a 3. Putting them up to 20. The other person had rolled a 3, a 2, a 2, a 2, a 1, a 1, a 4, and a 6. Ouch. Um, I have to check that. I, I might have gotten the numbers wrong, but counting it on my own, they had busted. They went to 22 after rolling a whole bunch of low ones. So they are out of the pot. So Sky, you're kind of asked to, to, to assess from your end if you'd like to roll any more dice yourself. Or if you want to hold there. Um... I'll roll Do I... How many times do I roll again? If I... How many... How many... How many are you at right now? Well, I thought I had 13 originally. You have 13 with three dice. So yeah, you could keep rolling an additional one, and you can keep adding more. It's like blackjack, but dice. I don't know how to play blackjack, but okay. <laughs> This is how you learn. You can roll this at least D&D. Because if you okay, roll, I'll just roll you'll, have a, you'll have a 90. You know what? I'll make my own D&D game. One with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> <laughs> You've done it, folks. You've seen it here Forget first. Forget the D&D game. You've heard it here first. Sky. Okay. Blackjack, hookers, and hookah. I rolled a two. All right, so that puts you at 15 on four dice. Would you like to keep rolling? The person's currently at 20 right now. You have a five out of. I'm trying to pass them without matching them. Is that it? I'm sorry. I just am not. Yeah, you're trying to get as close to 21 without going over 21. This person's at 20. Okay. All right. And I and I'm at I'm at 15. So, okay, I'll roll again. All right. Hopefully the six. It's a four. Oh. Mm. All right. That puts you at 19. Oh. He looks at you and says, I'll tell you what. And he looks at the dealer. The dealer gives him a nod. I'll roll one of my four-siders. Publicly where you can see it. If you roll me one more of your sixers and add it to what you got. If you can get above me without me going bust, I'll give you double. But you gotta hand me that last little play token you've got in your pocket. That's right, I saw. Wait. Or you could call your loss here, basically. I'm so confused. I'm really sorry. Okay, it, him going bust would he's, be... He's, you are at 19, he is at 20. Yeah. If you roll one more dice, you have to roll a one or a two. Yeah. But he offered saying that he'll roll a die to just subtract his if you roll one more and add it to yours. Oh, but, okay, I'll take mm -hmm. that. He'll roll a d4 publicly. It is a three. His 20 becomes a 17. Go ahead and roll a d6. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. 
You rolled a one? Mm-hmm. Which is Yo. the only time that's a good thing, I guess. Yes! Mm. We love the dealer, it. He's, like, about to stand up, but the dealer, like, grabs him by the neck. Pay the lady. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he'll grab, uh, basically ten mismatching golden coins and slam them on the table. Uh, you getting basically 25 gold. Wow. Yep, he has 15 from all of you and then 10 more. So yeah. Guy. Yes. At that point, as you're kind of putting the gold in your pocket, you feel a strange buzzing sensation in your lapel. Uh-huh. And for a second, it takes you a moment to register that it's not like the shifting around or someone trying to snatch something off of you. It's a silent alarm you put on your house, your apartment. Someone is there right now. Okay. I would like to go tell, uh, go find the other party members and, um, tell them that I have to go and that I will be back as soon as possible. Roll me a perception check real quick. Because Soup's a spider, Dimitri is doing his thing with Soup following, and... I need to and... find all of them, right? I just need to find, like, one. But... Roll me, yeah. Ideally. Twelve. You are looking around, but you have kind of lost a bead on where the rest of them are during the maybe 15, 20 minutes that have elapsed in your perusing of the gambling. You see a figure approach behind you say, uh, Hello, um, madam, um, it's Andre. Uh, everything okay? Yes. I'd like to ask him if he's seen any of my friends. Um... Uh, not perhaps, if you would mind spending uh, a few minutes, I could maybe try to retrieve them. Uh, I'm assuming the ones who uh, walked in with you, yes? Correct. Hmm? Hmm? You said? Correct, yes. The ones who I walked in with? Yes, yes. Uh, it, it may take a little bit of time. Is it uh, just you're trying to reconnect with them, or...? I need, to tell, I, do you... I need to find at least one of them to tell them something urgent. And you start thinking about maybe who would know where your apartment is. It either means that someone possibly tracked you down, or it's the one person you gave that information to going there because they need help. Can I find Dimitri? Um, I see where he went. With, the, with that 12, you, did not, you do not know where Dimitri went. He did not say where he was going. Oh, okay, so I thought I was rolling that only for... Um... Hugo Soup and Gundam. Okay. But he says, um, if you if, if you are in a hurry, I could always pass a message along. Alright. I'll take that then. Tell any one of them, if you find them, that someone's broken into my house. And that I've oh. come back. Oh dear, well, I, I, I hope that your business can be attended to. Um, feel free to use uh, the pass that you got to come in with uh, to to re-enter as well. I'll be back as soon as I sort that out. Of course, I I should be able to get the message. I should locate them and get them the message by that time. Thank Best you. of luck, Lady Sky. And I hope that your uh, personal affairs are taken care of. 
How did he know? Yeah, how did he know? Oh, no, he wouldn't have known that. I apologize. I forgot that he is not that hostable. Sorry. Fair enough. Not cool. Oh, wait, I forget. Sorry, madam. Yeah, I don't think Sky ever shared her alias, so. All right. I am sorry. Uh, I, I, I hope to track down your friends, uh, madam. And best Thanks. of luck. I hope that your affairs are taken care of. Me too. <laughs> nice. And you disappear out of the casino light and into the night. Well, I think with that, we are going to have to leave it there uh, for this episode. When we will be returning, Sky will have had to deal with her personal affairs back home, and the group continues to explore the cream and cherry. And the inner depths of the mind. <laughs> and spider. <laughs> you have been listening to Electroball, as featured on Dice Carnival. We appreciate your support in listening to this podcast and leaving us a good rating. Please consider subscribing and following us on Twitter. Music is used with permission by This Way to the Egress. You can find links to them, some of our sponsors, and other collaborators in the description below. And lastly, remember that in a pinch, peanut butter does make a suitable replacement for shaving cream. See ya!